0: Tonight we know for in this wonderful conference scope of that which we will be able to cover today will be greater than what we were able to cover yesterday. I just want to show us our emphasis as we have perceived it for this season, where we drew our emphasis from. It's from the book, Ephesians four. I would like us to look upon it. Amen. I don't know how many of us have been listening to the news. How many of us have been seeing the trends happening, the global trends, things happening in various nations. And everything suggests that time is running out. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 7 the Bible says But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. To each one of us grace Given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Hallelujah. Therefore, he says, When he ascended on high and led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men, now this, he ascended. What does it mean? But that also. He first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might feel all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, and some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The root of the things that we see here is traceable to the fact that we are recipients of a measure of Christ. And by that, we are partakers also of grace. And that which we do, In ministry, it's a function of the grace that God has bestowed upon us. It happens to be that in the kingdom of God, you cannot do anything that would be acceptable in the sight of God except God has empowered you to do such. We live in a day and time where it is believed that the work of the ministry is an exclusive preserve for those that are behind the pulpit and those that are clergymen. But what the Bible is revealing to us, particularly in verse 12, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. Look upon it quickly. Move again. Let's go to 11. Because I had to read all of the scriptures in the family of that reality so that we understand that there is nothing we quote in Ephesians chapter 11, Ephesians chapter 12, that is not traceable to Ephesians chapter 4, Verse 7. It is because of the endowment that God has given us. The empowerment that he has placed upon our lives. That he demands that we become resourceful people in his house. That are involved in doing ministry. Now if you notice the progression. Can we read together? Verse 11. He himself gave some to the apostles. I hope you understand that what makes an apostle is the grace of apostleship that operates in his life. The Bible says that God has bestowed upon us grace differing according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Hallelujah. So we all are born again. We all have accepted Jesus. But you see, in a particular respect the Bible reveals that we are quite. You look, but you have something I do not have, and so I cannot be exactly like you. Cannot be. Cannot be exactly like you because the Bible reveals that we are grace differing according to the gifts The measure of the gift of Christ. Mm, That's another variable that the Bible reveals. We might have the same kind of grace, but yet in differing measure. Just like Elijah was a prophet. And Elijah was a prophet in his womb. But a prophet that had a double measure, a double portion of the kind of grace that he carried. So in a situation where Elijah will perceive to an extent. Elisha will perceive beyond that extent because he was a carrier of a greater measure of the same anointing. So you can be functioning in one grace and functioning in one anointing and somebody functioning in the same anointing can have a greater measure of that anointing operational in his life. On the strength of grace, on the strength of endowment from heaven, we are different and being sick. Hallelujah. And in order for us to really actualize that which God intended before he bestowed grace upon us, I guess we need to understand the kind of grace that God has put there. Hallelujah. Now, these, our brethren, are people that have identified in their lives the grace of God to exalt the brethren. And them. Particularly as it has to do with singing. Exaltation. Amen. And there are a lot of them here. Now if we have the time to pass the mic and ask them, request of them to sing a song that they believe God has laid upon their heart. The extent to which they can take us into the presence of God. The degree to which they... they, I'm not talking about skill and talent. How many of them went to music school? Who knows how to sing on KG? That's not what we're talking about. If somebody that has a little grace in that area as compared to someone else, picks the microphone and begins to minister. Yes, we get blessed. But when somebody that has... A greater measure of that grace takes the microphone. All of them are in the choir. And he begins to minister. He reaches deeper. He takes us further into worshiping God. Suddenly you begin to desire to worship God because grace is being made manifest. So there are grace along the same lines but in different measures so on the basis of the grace of God that is operational in our lives we are different and just in case you desire to be so much like somebody you cannot succeed to be like him because grace has given you a default design hallelujah and it is the same grace that makes an apostle grace oh <laughs> grace too. A different kind of grace upon the life of another man makes a prophet. Now, you know this Paul right? Paul was a man that had the gift, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I need to explain that. I'll soon leave your way, okay? Just be patient. He had the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's an operation of the spirit of God that makes us Understand accurately what spiritual things are. For instance, you can have a revelation. You can have an encounter from God and not get to understand why did God show me this? It will take the spirit of wisdom. You have received a revelation. Alright? But it will take the spirit of wisdom for you to understand the meaning of that revelation. So it's a twin operation of God. The spirit of wisdom and wisdom. Revelation. Most of the time the spirit of wisdom goes first. And then eventually the spirit of revelation goes first. And then eventually you now see the spirit the need for the spirit of wisdom to understand the revelation you have received. Now Paul was such a man that operated in the spirit of wisdom and revelation so much and that was why he was able to identify things and label them accurately. Because I need you to understand that before Paul wrote this, in the fellowship, you just find out that there are some people that know how to prophesy. And they prophesy more frequently than others. And then people like Paul became troubled. I said, what's making them prophesy like that? And they go back to find out, under the auspices of the Spirit of wisdom, they now discover that the grace that is operating in their lives has installed them as prophets. And it is. This grace almost always makes them burst like a bubble in prophecy. That the grace has that inclination. The grace has that tendency. So men like Paul went beyond experiencing it, but they wanted to know what kind of grace this was. I need to make you understand something today. If you are going to advance in God, you need the spirit of wisdom and revelation to identify the kind of grace that God has bestowed upon your life because you will need to feed that grace. So Paul saw that there were several guys in the congregation that had the ability to expound the scriptures. And when scriptures are read in the congregation, these guys just seem to see a little more than what is raised every time. He looks upon them and wonders how come? And then the spirit of wisdom comes to him and says, this anointing empowers them to teach. So it's not as if it was always known that some were teachers, some were prophets, It's an operation of wisdom, operation of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So he was able to spell it out so that people will be able to further identify the kind of grace that they can. Are you still with me now? If you check verse 11 and verse 12 critically, you will find out that the fivefold ministers are, are, are actually what we call lecturers. You know my friend was part of the army and there are several guys in where did you train you trained in Zaria the depot they are served the lecturers at the depot instruct oh my god instruct they are called the instructors those guys are always there and they are the guys responsible for producing the soldiers they have experience they are learning In the military. But their own duty post is to instruct and to to produce other kinds of soldiers. In the kingdom of God, God, you cannot do anything for God outside of grace, actually. And so God bestows grace upon people so that his body will be impacted by this grace and the body will grow by this grace in order to to function and to operate and to Meet up with the demands in verse 12. Now if you notice the life of Jesus, you will notice that there were several times that Jesus taught. Several other times Jesus was prophetic. Several other times Jesus entered into different territories. As he brought the message of the kingdom. As an apostle. He sent one from heaven. He manifested all of this grace that we are trying to label now. And the Bible says that He resides inside of your spirit by His spirit. So the same Jesus is alive in me today by His spirit. And He still wants to do the things He did before. But the only difference with me is that I carry a measure of His reality.
1: So I cannot
0: do everything that He did as it were but I can only perform relative to the measure that I carry. You need to identify that measure. What ability impacts upon you? Are you with me now? If you are still here, say Amen. Now, we know that the prophet has many, many functions. There are many things that his grace can empower him to do. But the Bible speaks of the corporate church, the body of Christ. That the reason for the bestowing of this grace is so that the believers can be equipped is that not what the lecturer does? So that it can produce engineers. It can produce economists. Gives you a consciousness of four years. And then you can be regarded to have had the discipline of an economist. And as touching things in the area of your learning, you are considered competent. But in the body of Christ and in the kingdom of God, is grace that God makes available, bestows it upon people, and it's with this grace that God is expecting that His church will be grown. So, as they begin to operate under the influence of this grace, they impact some of it, and then the church grows on that resource. And if the church has grown are indicators and evidences to reveal such. One of the indicators is that they will be involved in doing the work of the ministry. They would have been educated to a point that they will understand the grace that they carry. And I have said it before, an evangelist in the market is who? An evangelist. So if almost all of the time he's found in the market, it means that the platform of his evangelical ministry is well. Just in case he was well trained and well raised. Just in case he was exposed to that which God has deposited in the body of Christ. Just in case he submitted himself to the grace that God has made available. There is a development process that is going to go through. So much so that the impact of that development process will be found in the place where he spends his most active time. Are you still with me now? So it is the entire believers in the church, in the body of Christ that are supposed to be involved in the work of the ministry. But the notion of the average Christian is that that is the lot and portion of clergymen. But the Bible speaks otherwise and says that the reason for bestowing special kind of grace upon people in the body of Christ is to bring the church to a point where they are engaged in the work of the ministry. If you are still here, say amen. If we trace your life and ask you where you were for the past two years, and there is no residue there is no traits. are you with me there is no trace and trait of the fact that people in that community, people in that environment can actually point to you as a custodian of the secrets of God if that is not your story in the past two years where you have spent the past two years then you are one of the people in the body of Christ that is constituting a problem to the body Because your own life is not fulfilling the intent of God. Somebody say, you went to State University for four years. And for the four years that you stayed there, you had roommates, you had classmates. You met people while you in labor market, you met many people, different people in labor market. met some in the bus, while you were carrying from one campus to the other, you were encountering people, and there is nobody that can testify that. If not that I met this man, it means your life is one of the reasons why the body of Christ is weak. Because the body is fully equipped by reason of the fact that God has bestowed grace and He has established He has established offices and officers and grace to function in and with with the intent that we will be involved in the work of the ministry. Please look upon verse twelve as I try to round them. Now if, I don't know how many of us know what to quote scripture. Are you with me now? You should be able to go on the streets. Go to public places and see ministry manifested. Based on that scripture. Public places. You should be able to go to the secretariat and the people that have been equipped by God and trained by God who spend their active time in the secretariat should be there doing the work of the ministry. That means you should be able to walk through the city and see the presence of an active body of Christ. And what I speak of is irrespective of denominational persuasions. Because from the perspective of heaven, our little Political groups do not exist. What God sees is a body. Are you still with me now? So, and you know, when we are in the market, you don't carry a, a plaster on your head with your own. Okay. So, what we are trying to see is we want to see the work of the ministry. Amen. So, you are the evangelist that God has posted to Uruku Market. Just in case, that's why you have it, your shop and you spend more than eight hours there. Somebody there should encounter Christ through your own window. Because you have been raised up by the educational system that God has established in the body of Christ for you to be God's finger in that particular place. But what we see today is that people wait for Sunday to receive prophecy so that they come out energized. And by Wednesday, discouragement has swallowed. In fact, by Thursday, they are contemplating sin desperately. By Friday, they are mingled and mixed. Their identity has been compromised. And he needs another Sunday again for the foiling. Meanwhile, the Bible says that he has set up all these graces in his body so that we can do the work of the ministry. I need to disabuse your mind about thinking that ministry only comes from the pulpit. Jesus in the days of his flesh had no pulpit. Everything he did, he did in practical life situations indicative of the fact that we should not look for pulpits, but we should look for people. Everywhere people are, ministry should be extended. But the body of Christ has not become effective yet because we still have a mentality that is the pastor that does ministry. We still have a mentality that is the apostle that does ministry. Meanwhile, the assignment is to ensure that the grace that they carry will impact your life. And the graces of other people, other ministers, in other offices and in other capacities that are within their own circle sac- and enclave will be released upon your life so that you can be punished and equipped. If you are still here, say Amen. If a meeting, a program is put up, and then a professor a, a meritus, is invited to come give a speech for two hours. Are you still with me? During the period that the professor will be delivering his speech, inasmuch as God has the intention to attack people in that audience, he doesn't have any opportunity so to do because there is no grace available. You, you didn't hear me. You are still looking at people's belts. You don't know where we are. The world, it has ended. And you are, you are still... <laughs> mm, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. If a consciousness does not hit you today... Eh, about the expectation of heaven... If, if, then we failed today. I said, if a professor emeritus... Mounts a podium of a conference to address an audience. He's vast in learning. I don't know how they become... Okay. I don't know how they become that. <laughs> but I've been hearing that thing <laughs> here and there. <laughs> he mounts the podium man. he begins to deliver his speech to a mighty audience. And God as his nature is, he wants to... His heart is full of man. He's trying to reach out. But there's no opportunity for him to reach out to the people because the man delivering the speech doesn't have any grace. But if you can smuggle an evangelist to give an opening, a closing prayer, hmm? the evangelist may not be as articulate as the professor. His English may not be aligned. People, the professors of literature and language might fault the connection in his lingo. But as he takes hold of the microphone, and begins to chant his thing. It may not be approved and allowed. But somehow, grace gives God an opportunity in that building to stretch forth his hand. Please, somebody say grace. Grace will come down today. That's why I'm... Grace will come down. That's what makes the difference. The difference is made because there is Grace. And in the 25 minutes that the evangelist had the opportunity to pray a prayer. Oh my God, the, the emeritus, is found that his left hand began to shake. Without preaching any sermon. conviction comes upon the for 15 minutes. Tell your neighbor it doesn't take eternity for God to do that which is eternal. If God can find grace will begin to walk. And that is what Christ has bestowed in His body. He has bestowed grace. Different types and kinds of and measures of grace so that the body of Christ will be perfected. And that body you are part of, is an expectation of heaven upon your life. Many times will come for meetings and come for services Everyone has a mountain he's bringing before God. And nobody seems to have the understanding sufficient to reach out for grace so that we can be more resourceful for the kingdom of God. Read verse 12. Let's read verse 12 together. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Can we go together? One, two, go. there are three things that all the grace is supposed to realize. The grace is supposed to realize the perfecting of the saints. The word perfecting there is ancient English which means maturing. So the purpose of any kind and form of ministry whatsoever is a a desire to see people matured in the image, come to maturity and come to a measure, the fullness of a measure of the stature of Christ. Do you realize that if your motive for preaching, if your perspective for being in ministry, is not in consonance with that first point, you are destroying people's destiny. Because I've seen ministry that people can sit under for 14 years, and they are not tending in any way towards maturity in Christ. They are just there, and the the atmosphere has been tailored in such a way that they will be in perpetual immaturity, so that the people will be depending on the preacher. That's the preacher's vision. That's the preacher's intention. It is not God's vision. Are you still with me? If we had many more mature Christians in the body of Christ, I'm telling you Nigeria will not be the way it is today. Because under previous generations, previous political generations, we have seen that there were many more Christians in political offices than there were other religions. But it is worthy of note that our, our brothers stole more money and the people, it, that is an evidence that the educational system is not effective. If you cannot go to Uruko market and see ministry, people that have been raised in the body of Christ, extending the finger of God, as, as, that, as, as much as that market is, you cannot see that much. It means that the purpose of the body and the grace of God within the body is being compromised. a generation has to rise that will correct the errors that have lingered for many generations. It doesn't matter how long that error has lingered but the people must have to bring themselves to a point where they count themselves responsible for change in their day and time. Our generation needs to know the true God and to make it known. Because if you see carefully you will notice that there is a major decline in the knowledge of the true God. If you have not tapped into this kind of a body yet, you have been living from one miracle service to the other, even though we believe in power, believe in signs and wonders. Hallelujah. But if, if you have not understood this body yet, you think I'm just existing to be getting miracles and all of the devil has beguiled you a long time. And the way you are going, you will solve problems all your life. Hallelujah. There was a brother I met in Abuja. He was a pastor and he resigned from being a pastor. I have not seen that. Before. An ordained pastor. But he resigned. Say, I'm no longer, I'm now brother. So so he kept. And then he stopped going to church. You know who I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, well, brother Nat. Yes. Is that brother? So there are people that know the brother here. So that you not think it's an arbitrary case. He resigned from being pastor. And he was he's young, but he resigned. It's not as if he had labored and then he wants to sit down and check, bring balance to the things he resigned. When somewhere along the line, he was part of some meetings that Brother not put together and invited me, and we began to teach the scripture. Then he felt, This looks real. So he came close and I interviewed him. Why did you resign? He now told me about a meeting, financial meetings, meetings that are held in the church. When he saw the motive, I mean pastors' meeting, not member. Now that one is held behind the curtain. The one that is held before the pastors come out of. <laughs> Say so now we need three hundred and forty thousand. There are some points that you don't pray about. Some things again. This is that point now, and this is the way out. And then there's a, a plan is measured out, and everybody is given a mandate with respect to that plan to accomplish. And the vision is what, three hundred and forty thousand. You know, there's always a temptation for you to turn lively stones to bread. <laughs> you, you combat it. <laughs> But you see, that is not a call. Several other people believe that if the people mature to a level where they can hear Jesus, and hear the voice of the Holy Ghost, they are no longer in control. It is God that is in control. And that is a risk. For God to be in control is a risk because our welfare is not guaranteed. The people in a state of immaturity so that we can control the whole, the entire circles. Meanwhile, that's contradictory through the vision. For the perfecting, for the maturing of the souls. Just in case you are in this auditorium, you don't have as much as two hours prayer, part of your spiritual credential per day you are one of the problems of the body of Christ. And the way you are going, you will be solving problems till you are old. Because the devil has made you to believe that you are the center of your existence on earth. That false perception, it is a call to slavery, perpetual slavery and perpetual doom. You never find liberty And you cannot manage freedom until you are in in bondage to something. (laughs) You can't manage it. (laughs) Freedom does not exist in isolation of bondage. Mm. Mm. It's when we become bound to Christ that we we become free. Meanwhile, there are other things to be bound to. Anyway, You can be bound to star and call it freedom. That's a, a tyrannical bondage. Because the day you say, I am not textile again, you will take two bottles. <laughs> I think we need some ventilation. wondering hmm. the way of the Lord. You know, when we are teaching and the response is dying out, then we take a sip of hmm,
1: I choose the way of the Lord. for the way of the Lord is the way of wisdom. wisdom. I choose the way of of the Lord, Lord. singing for the way way of the Lord. I just the way I just the way I like just the way Sing it one more time now for the way
0: a gain for a fresh adventure. He said the reason why he has bestowed grace upon his house is so that the things can be matured. Do you realize that when each and every one of us gave our lives to Christ and um, maybe we had not yet yielded to the dealings of God, you were living for yourself. Even the anointing that was upon you You were using it to serve your own purposes Don't you understand? Maybe not you, but me Amen Yes, I found a little anointing And I started preaching early But God had not yet dealt with me I I, I had not yet known That the goal of life You having a spirit You having a soul You having a body you, amen. The goal of life—that is what the endowment that we have received from God—is Christ. I didn't know that because even I was living for myself. And you see, when you're living for yourself, all your resources are used to endow yourself, your ideas, your ambition, until God gives you a blow. Boom. And it begins to deal with you and to change your focus and your loyalty from serving you to serving Christ. And then you really begin to live at that point. Your testimony at that point has gone beyond life. You are not tapping into a life. that land. Then you begin to understand why scriptures make certain statements. Some things will break out to light in your life. Living will take on a different meaning and a different definition. Just because you found a unique goal For human pursuit Christ and his Kingdom, And the scripture that went closest to Showing us The perspective of And the priority of our existence Matthew chapter 6 He said I know you have need of a belt A shirt, a shoe A need of a car But seek ye first The kingdom of God Because it is possible for you to seek a car. And you go through the navigating path of five years of pursuit. And when you eventually get it, you will see the vanity that is in it. in fact, if you are not well aligned with Christ, any new entry into your life will create a new diversion. If you know how vast your mind is, you will know that it is very easy if you are not devoted to Christ, Wholesome is very easy for you to serve something else all through your lifetime, no matter how long. And so in the current church, we have not yet understood the reason and the purpose for life, the purpose for the investment of the breath that you have been breathing. And except we go back to the scriptures, we'll still be novices. Hallelujah. For the equipping of the saints. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Building of the body of Christ. Somebody comes into a meeting confused and dejected. And when the Holy Spirit begins to pass through the grace in the house. Begins to reach out to the people. He leaves the service going back full of conviction and full of assurance about God's involvement in his life. Such a man has been built up. It may have happened to one man in that meeting, but the entire body of Christ has received strength because one man has revived. If you understand biology at all, I hope you know that you only become conscious of an area of your body, that area is sick. You forget how your leg until your leg dislocates, then your leg becomes emphasis. Oh, you are not with me. I know. Oh they, okay, the thing is going down, the momentum. Oxygen. <laughs> See, the days of falsehood have gone. have gone. Those fiery evangelists that sit in our company tonight. I pray God that is hand will come, it doesn't matter how the devil have been trying to frustrate you and put you in a cage power of God will come upon you and you will be picking. And let me give you small counsel. The devil will come to create problems in your environment if you don't have the eyes, the capacity to close your eyes to problems and keep focusing on your call. You may never fulfill it. You may never fulfill it. And if you blind your eyes to the problems, you will find out sooner than later it will calm out. It will chill out. Because you have found the unique goal for life. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Before I
1: close
0: If you look around You'll find out that God has been faithful to, the, to his body Generation after generation Different kinds of grace Different kinds of anointing God has been faithful He has been investing in his body Investing constantly It's just that most of the time The people that God Invests his grace upon lavish it to adorn the devil's kingdom because they do not stare the grace and steward the grace to accomplish God's purpose for endowing them in the first place. I believe that in this meeting, in this conference, God will show us the goal. He will reveal to us the kind of grace that is operating in our lives and show us the responsibility that He has bestowed upon us on the basis of the grace that we carry. Hallelujah! Somebody can get born again just because you entered into pleasure travels from Makodi to Abuja. That may be the reason why Christ was able to smuggle himself into a family that you have been looking for. Just something as casual as a trip to Abuja can mean the difference between life and death for a life and for a family. Ministry is weaved into natural life situations. And God is expecting his messenger that he has equipped with grace to seize the moment and take advantage of the situation. Oh my God, I want you to put your hand upon your neighbor and begin to pray for him right away.
1: You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord, my You are worthy to be
0: Where did you leave your plough? You were rising, rising in the ways of intercession. Your voice had ascended to heaven. You were becoming strong in praying and interceding in the night, and suddenly the weather changed. The heat came. And he's stealing something from you, you worthy, Arise Out of slippers And wake from thy slumber Christ call thee. You are,
1: worthy, Lord. you are worthy Lord You are worthy Lord To be glorified worthy, Lord. To be glorified worthy, Lord. To be glorified Oh my God You are worthy You are worthy I've heard